Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through the book of Ephesians. We're at the fourth chapter of Ephesians. And if you remember from the last couple of episodes, uh, we see that the Lord, when he ascended on high, that he led captive hosts and he gave gifts to men. Now, this is in the context of what he said earlier in the chapter, how the body of Christ is one body. Is that we have the one spirit. We had one hope of our calling. Remember that? One Lord, one faith, one baptism. <coughs> that we have one God and Father who's overall. So in that context, he tells us that the Lord has given gifts. And then there was a little parenthetical statement in verses 9 and 10. And so uh, talking about how, you know, if he ascended, that means he also descended. But it's important to understand that the flow of thoughts going from verse 8 until uh, to verse 11 so again, verse 8, therefore it says, and this is quoting uh, an Old Testament passage, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Verse 11, and he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. And that's verse 11. So we see here that the Lord has given uh, gifts, according to verse 8, okay, that he gave gifts to men. And then in verse 11, he starts saying again, and he gave. So he gave gifts, and he gave also some as. Now, quite often, people will refer to this 11th verse right here as some of the spiritual gifts. I mean, I used to for years and years. You know, I've mentioned several times that the passages speaking of uh, spiritual gifts, you can find them in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, and 1 Peter 4. And all of them bring insight and understanding as to how the gifts of the Spirit are manifest within the body. And I would say, okay, this right here are some spiritual gifts. But the more I thought about it, the more I look at it, the more I try to understand it. That's not exactly precisely correct. So now I'm sort of viewing these. Uh, as gifted individuals that God has given. Notice how he say, said he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Okay, So we're seeing uh, a juxtaposition with what he said originally in, uh, in the first part of this chapter that we are one in the Lord. Okay, We're unified in the Spirit. But remember, we're unified in the Spirit, but we are all gifted in different ways. In other words, we're each one individual, and God's doing amazing things in and through each individual. So being unified doesn't mean that we're all of the same thought and the same mindset and the same giftedness. What's happening right here, and when you see the balance of the explanation, which we'll look at in the next couple of episodes, I think it gives us insight. But let me just tell you what I think it is from the beginning, and then we'll flesh it out as we go along. These are gifted individuals. Okay, they're gifted individuals. So God gave some, and some are functioning as apostles. Some are functioning as prophets, and some function as evangelists. Some as pastors, and some as teachers. And that word uh, pastor right there is the Greek word poimen, uh, which is really uh, uh, the understanding is they're shepherds. Now, the reason I make sort of a distinction about that is because of how we handle this today and how we view this today. Some people refer to this as the five-fold ministry. <clears throat> well, that's fine. I mean, I understand what they're saying about it because there's five things delineated right here. But, you know, man has a tendency to create our own terms 
our own wording, and then to start putting things in that understanding of what that means. And you don't see in the scripture right here where it says, and the Lord has given a fivefold ministry. No, no. Even the word ministry is so misapplied. Now, what happens is we as the body of Christ come along and we'll say, oh, I understand some of this, but some of it I don't. So we'll say, oh, yeah, we understand that the Lord has given teachers. Okay, that's great. We understand that the Lord has given shepherds. That's great. Pastors. Uh, we understand that the Lord has given evangelists. Okay, that's fine. But then most of us come back and say, oh, that apostles thing, that prophets thing, uh, that was for another time and another place and doesn't really apply to us today. And nothing could be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, the next two or three verses are going to show that that is not true. And But you will hear it uh, many, in most places uh, where I live, definitely in the Western church, <clears throat> you'll hear people say, oh, well, the apostles and prophets, that was just for the beginning of the church and it doesn't apply today. Once we have the Bible, we have no need of that. And it always sounds so convincing and it sounds so good. And it is deathly wrong to the body of Christ. Again, the next few verses are going to explain that. If you want to go ahead and read ahead, do it. <laughs> read Ephesians 4, and you'll see what's being said. But the, the point I want for us to see today is that the Lord has given the apostles. The Lord has given prophets. The Lord has given evangelists. The Lord has given shepherds. And the Lord has given teachers. Now, what we're going to see, and even what we see in the delineation of this little list right here, is there uh, that there's not one that is superior to the other. Okay? There's roles and functionings that may be more important. Okay? Particularly upon a time frame, a timeline. But there's not one that's more important than the other. But we see it function that way. Particularly in our churches, for the most part, we exalt one role. We exalt the role of the pastor. And you don't see that anywhere in the scripture, particularly the way that we experience it. Uh, to start with, you don't see this CEO thing. You don't see this thing to where one man casts a vision. You don't see where one man has the dream, where one person does most of the preaching and most of the teaching and most of the insight. You don't see that at all in the scripture. As a matter of fact, you see the right opposite of that. You see a plurality of leadership. You see the body of Christ functioning together as one with these gifted individuals right here doing something, which we'll see in the next verse, in the next episode, okay? And then you want to see why they are doing that. But what we've done is we've actually, and folks, all it is is just sort of leftovers of what the body of Christ was in previous generations. Let me just leave it at that, Okay. That's basically what we're dealing with right here. And so it's been to our detriment. And we would do quite well if we would do what the Scripture tells us to do and give heed to it. Now, as we go through it, we're going to see more about what the Lord is saying about what the purpose of these individuals are and, and what they do. Uh, but real quick, the apostle, we've talked about this before, is simply one that has a message, and they're sent forth with a message. Okay, The prophet is one that's a foreteller and a fourth teller of the truth of the word of the Lord. So if you sit there and tell somebody, God loves you, you're prophesying over them. You're forth telling the truth. More, most of the time, we think of prophets as foretelling, telling something that's going to happen in the future. There is an element of that. 
Okay, there is an element there. But the primary element is simply forth telling the truth. And that's the reason that Paul says over in the, his first letter to Corinth, he says, I wish that you all would prophesy. I wish that you all would speak forth the truth. The evangelist is one that's the bearer and the bringer of good news. Okay, he comes and proclaims the gospel message. The pastor, the shepherd, as I mentioned before, is the, the appointment. He shepherds the body of Christ. And the teacher is the one who instructs. That's what the word literally means, is an instructor in the truth of the word of the Lord. And you see that God has given people that are gifted in these arenas. Now, as far as the spiritual gifts, they may have combinations of spiritual gifts. Quite often you'll see somebody that has a prophetic gift and a teaching gift together. Okay, You'll see somebody that has a teaching gift and a shepherding gift together. Yeah, you see someone that has an evangelistic gift, and they also have an apostle uh, calling, an apostle gift. Okay, And so the idea is this. I, I'm, I'm not going to come along and say, oh, there's a spiritual gift of apostle. Uh, you don't see that. There's a spiritual gift of prophet. No, you do see a spiritual gift of teaching, but I think these all these five roles and functionings right here are gifted by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives a multitude of his gifts for these people to function in these roles. Well, I tell you what, my time is up right now. We will continue this. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.